0: what is some of the best advice you have received in life
1: it was conan o'brien when he finished his talk show on nbc and on his last show he was super emotional and he said if you work hard and you're a nice person great things will happen to you in life and that is 100 percent true
0: Welcome to the official TikTok for you podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Welcome to the for you podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski. For some reason, TikTok keeps inviting me back. This week, we have a fantastic guest. Cole Walliser. You've seen him. You know him. He is on TikTok everywhere. But he's got a super secret past that we would love to talk about. Been in the industry for a long time. Has a lot of stories to share, I'm sure. Thank you for joining us. Cole. Hey,
1: thank you for having me, Brittany. I'm very excited to be here. Very excited to chat with you for a second. So for those who don't know, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? My name, as you said, Cole Walser. I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada, but I've been in L.A. for 15 years. I'm a director. Wow. I, uh, uh, In the TikTok world, I'm most likely known for my super slow-mo videos on the red carpet uh, called The Bot, which I do with E.
0: Love it, love it. So I was going to say a lot of people know you for that. Um, I've watched the Ariana Grande video countless times. <laughs> I've memorized uh-huh. it at this point. Uh-huh. Can you walk us through, I'm sure you've explained GlamBot so many times, but for for our benefit, could you explain how high quality is that camera? What goes into that? Like, all the lighting, I'm sure, is intense, like... Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, we're shooting, so it shoots at 1,000 frames a second, and then we play back at 24 frames a second, so it slows it down, like, an insane amount. Uh, The camera's also on this rig that is, like, a motion control rig that they use in different Mm -hmm. commercials and feature films. We use it on the red carpet. Uh, and it's a high-speed rig, so it moves this camera that shoots super slow motion, really far and really fast, and that's how you get this sort of dramatic uh, glam bot effect. Um, right. I mean, we shoot in 4K, we you know, and we have a ton of light because you need a lot of light to shoot at a thousand frames. I think that what's surprising often is that there's a lot of people working on it. I think some people think it's kind of like a, a photo boothy thing, like you just kind of like mm. plop it down and like push go. Uh, but there's like 13 to 15 people working on those wow. clips. For the red carpet, yeah, to push them out real fast and just to make sure the system's running right. Uh, so it's a big, it's a big production to do. So, so yeah.
0: And where are those posted? Like as soon as it's done,
1: they're all posted. Uh, it's so it's it's for E's uh, live from the red carpet show, and so it, they yeah, go yeah. on uh, E's E News' social and then E's website and in their actual live uh, live from the red carpet shows. So they go Crazy. all over uh, through E. Yeah.
0: So how do you even book? a gig like
1: this you create you partially created this right uh so i i didn't really create it um so i i don't really know where the idea originally came from to be honest uh Mm -hmm. i know that some executives at e like this technology has been used in like food commercials for a long time where you see like a taco breaking yeah or like super slow-mo pour and the camera's like whipping around in slow-mo like that's where they originally started A couple beauty commercials used it. Uh, I know a commercial with Selena Gomez for Pantene used the technology on Selena. This is my assumption. Someone at E! saw that, and it was like a very beautiful moment in that commercial. And they said, oh, we should do that for the red carpet. They hired a crew. They did a bunch of tests. And when they decided that they wanted to do it, they needed a director. um, And then that's sort of where I came in.
0: Beautiful. Well, that is a perfect segue into, I have so many questions for you about your history, who you've worked with, what you've done, what a successful career you have under your belt. Congrats. Oh, first you. of yeah.
1: all, it's been, it's been quite the adventure
0: for sure. And and I want to get into how TikTok has kind of worked into that because I'm mm-hmm. sure it's played a part. Um, for those that don't know, you've worked with, incredibly famous talent, Miley Cyrus, Pink, Katy Perry, um, directing music videos, live stage performances, or, or, or uh, tour visuals more yes. so, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm uh, like, Cole's choreographing
1: everything. Right, you, you got it. <laughs>
0: choreographing everything. Um, so how do you even get involved with artists of that magnitude?
1: I mean, it's it was all like incremental steps. I mean, I moved to LA before, before social was a thing, 2006, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Um, and and so it was like, you know, I, I wanted to be a director. I was like, you have to move to LA. I think the climate has changed immensely since then, obviously. But at the time, I was like, your option, you want to direct something, you gotta got to go to LA. So I moved to LA, uh, 2006, to be a director. And it was just like incremental things. I know a bunch of dancers. And so I fell in with the dance community, shooting dance videos and stuff way back in the mm-hmm. day. And they started dancing for different artists and just sort of like tiny little things at a time. My first job with a bigger celebrity was with Miley for these dance videos in like 2008, we did on YouTube actually. Yeah, um, I remember
0: it well, Miley and Mandy.
1: Yeah, yeah, That's so that's sort of like where I first got my foot in the door, that led to another thing. Then I, st- I had an opportunity to work with Pink. She gave me a huge number of chances directing the opening video for her tours invited me on the road to shoot like a documentary of her life on the road and then into music videos and then into Cover Girl. And all of that stuff led to other female pop star stuff. So me directing stuff for Katy Perry and Tinashe and Cher and a whole bunch of other people. Wow. Um, and all of that experience led to me getting the glam bot job in 2016. They were looking for a director that had experience uh, working uh, with beauty. So like having shot like sort of you know, uh, pop stars and so forth uh, had experience directing A-list talent, so like Katy Perry and Pink and people like that. And then new choreography and movement, because the glam bod is all of those things. It's like beautiful shots. It's working with high-level talent, and uh,
0: it's so quick. Yeah, like, it's yeah, yeah. A yeah. It's,
1: it's a very different thing. Uh, so when I started directing that, it was like something I'd never done before. Because even on like a CoverGirl shoot with like Katy Perry or whoever you know, we shot Sofia Vergara, it's like, you get like 15, 20, 30 minutes. And if you need to do it again, you can do it again, usually, even though the time is really crunched. But on a glam bot, it's like, you have one shot to nail it. You know what I mean? So and you're doing it over and over and over and over again. And you have to get every person that comes through. So it's a very, it's this weird hybrid of like, this live thing with your sort of directing skills. It's definitely a skill I honed over the years. At first, it was like, terrifying you know what i mean yeah because the pressure was on but now i'm like oh i got it
0: And that piece of equipment is huge right mm-hmm. like on the carpet it's, it's huge. huge and
1: it, you can get seriously injured by it it's a massive <laughs> it's piece swinging yeah swinging around it's huge and it's flying through the air and it's way stronger than you are we do it very safely you know uh but there's always this risk there's this giant contraption moving around really fast and super sure. heavy so you know there's things that we have in place to make sure that nobody is getting injured and thank Thank, thank goodness, knock on wood, nobody has gotten injured. Um, mm. But people have been kind of bumped and there's been some close calls, you know. So, Crazy. So, yeah.
0: You never think of what's happening behind the red carpet. There's so much prep that goes into an event like that on, you know, your end or on all of the media's end and all that. Um, do you have any red carpet horror stories have any has anyone not kind of been down for it who have been your favorites yeah yeah
1: i'm sort of fortunate in the sense that like if you have an attitude if you're a talent walking in the red carpet if you have an attitude if you're grumpy if you're like not in the mood you just don't do it and i just never see you so like all the grumpy right. people that like don't care like I, they never come over to me cuz they don't want to do it and then you know it's fine so right. only the people that want to do it come over to me because it's like you don't have to walk in the red carpet it's only if you want to Right. Only if you think it's cool. So usually, you know, people are into it and excited. And especially in the last two years, people sort of have gotten to know what it is and have come with their own ideas and their own sort mm-hmm. of thought and what might be cool. Like people have thought about it. They're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do this spin. And I'm like, great, let's do it. They've
0: been planning it.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Because people <laughs> – because the world is so based around social now. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. People, people see it. Like Ariana Grande posted – Uh, Me scaring her with the glam bot and posted her glam bot and it's like every other celebrity follows her like they so it's like they know they know who they watch what she's doing. And they're like, oh, I know Ariana Grande did that thing. I want to also do that thing. So I think that's been super helpful and like just really it's made my job easier and more fun because people are like excited to come over and and do the thing.
0: Well, how much of. I mean, obviously, the internet has played a huge role in in that viral success, not only just on TikTok, but I mean, I'm sure that that was everywhere. Yeah. So how has your career shift is kind of a, a broad question. Yeah. How have you seen a shift in your career from, you know, doing the traditional sort of stuff, music videos and all that to what you do now? Do you enjoy it more?
1: Yeah, I mean, I still I still have the uh, foundation of my career intact, you know, uh, because I've been focusing on social, it, it, I didn't, I haven't like left my my directing career, and and even more so, like the glam bot is like three, four events in a year, so it's sure. like uh, you know, it's only, it's only, it's like a couple jobs a year. It's not like I'm spending all my time doing this, right? And so, uh, but I will say, focusing on social was a conscious effort I made, a decision I made in 2017. Because prior to that, like, I'd been doing the GlamBot for, like, you know, that was my second year. I had already directed videos for, like, you know, Britney and Katie and CoverGirl and Pink and done stuff with Red Bull. Wow. Like, I felt like I had a career going. And I wasn't really, like, there was no lack of work, really. Like, I was working right. in 2017. And socials were taking off. And I kind of was, like, trying to look at the future and, and get an idea of, like, well, where is my industry headed? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it occurred to me that, like... like a You know, a lot of people I looked up to weren't really on social at that point. Right. And I was kind of like, okay, I feel like I could ignore this and I'll keep working like I'll be fine. I'm not getting jobs through social. I'll be okay if I do if I don't do this. But if I spend time on this, like I only see we're only going to be more on social. We're only going to be more digitally connected as time goes on so i could do it now when i have the option or i could do it in five years when i do not have an option yeah i'm like i have to do it now in five years because there's no there's no avenue for me to continue working at in five years from now right so in 2017 i made the conscious choice to make it a part of my career just like you update your website and you edit your reels and you you know send out contact information to whoever i was like okay posting on social is now a facet of my career plan And I started looking at it like work and less like, oh, this is fun. And I kind of share what I'm doing a little bit with my friends and more like, this is a facet of my job. I'm dedicating time to it and I'm putting out content that is going to benefit my career. And since then, it's been, it's exploded in a very good and positive way.
0: Absolutely. Well, and to think, I mean, even three, four years later, it is a requirement now, you know, yeah, it wasn't five years. It was
1: probably two or three years it's become a requirement, you know?
0: I mean, just thinking about how the world has shifted. This It is pre- and post-social media in my mind at mm-hmm. this point. You mm-hmm. know, like what, what I do for a career would not have been possible 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But the success that I've found, and I'm sure the viral success that you have found, is like, where else could this have happened? Like, it's crazy to think it's about. It's super
1: crazy, and it's super awesome because... You used to be beholden to other people to give you a shot, give you a platform, amplify your voice. And now... Now it's all you. It's all you. And I mean, like, there's pros and cons that come with that, you know what I mean? Like, there's Mm -hmm. definitely cons with with that, um, the way that that functions. But there's a lot of great, great pros. I think overall, it's good. And as you mentioned, and as I, you know, feel like uh, my career would not be in the same place without social, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm very excited and i've like met cool people and it's just a great it's a great way to connect with others so it's like For it's sure. awesome in a lot of regards
0: what was kind of the driving factor behind starting to post these glambot videos on tiktok did you expect success? I mean, people love celebrities, but this was a whole different...
1: Yeah, like... I did not... It, the success on TikTok continually surprises me. I've like tried yeah. to like post-analyze why they're so successful on TikTok. And like I have ideas, but like it still baffles me. You know what I mean? Sure. I think that... Uh, when did I start TikTok? 2019, I think, was my first one, summer. And then I kind of like played around with it for a couple months. And then I was posting glam bots on other socials. And I was like, oh, I guess I should... Posted on TikTok, too, because, like, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just sort of exploded. Uh, and then from then on out, and I think I just sort of, like, hit the, I just, like, I, I started posting actively on TikTok at the right time. Like, I still think it's a great mm-hmm. time, obviously, but, like, it was during this, like, when TikTok was, like, taking over uh, social I remember in the it well. U.S. Yeah, right? It was just, like, <laughs> exploding and, like, all the talk about whatever was happening on social and online was centered around what TikTok was doing. And I feel like I was there with sort of content that nobody else had that was like celebrity yep. driven, that also was yep. personality driven, had a cool effect on it. It was like all this storm of like things that do well on TikTok. Yep. And, and it just resonated and like just like it, it just exploded like in a crazy, exciting way.
0: I mean, it just it tickles that part of the brain that's like we love glamorous people. And there's yeah. nothing more glamorous than the glam bot.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I think it's like, there's so many other things too. It's like the reasons why it does well, even on the algorithm, because it's like, you have to stay to the end to see what happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't go like, oh, I kind of get it and scroll through. You're like, okay, this is right. something that's cool. You know, like, oh, this is an interesting thing. I'm listening to a conversation that like, I never get to hear. Like, I never get to hear the conversation J-Lo has with the photographer before they right. shoot. You're like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I've never, I've never experienced this. You know, and then, I mean, maybe there's the, oh, that guy has crazy hair. I'm going to watch for a second or two longer. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then, and then you see them do it and you're like, oh, that was interesting. You're like, but I have to watch to the last frame because I have to see what happens. And I know it's like with retention, like that's a huge part of like the success, Uh, you know, like you can be like, okay, you can get something out of a TikTok in the first five seconds you're scrolling on. That video isn't going to do as well. You watch a hundred percent of that 15, 30 minute long video it's like the algorithm is going to push that thing to the top. So that's right. the other, that's another facet of like why it just did so well, I think. Right.
0: How, how do you think Corona has, I mean, obviously impacted all of us, but for a job as specific as you're there to be so close to celebrities, get their picture, make sure they like it, you know, whatever, There's so much of it involves human interaction. How have you really been affected by Corona?
1: Well, I mean, I've been affected in the sense that like every single Glambot event was canceled this year. <laughs> so, like, hundred percent, that's an effect. I'll um, <laughs> do it. Yeah, you know, moving forward, I mean, I think, I I think, I think a couple things. I've, I've, I've tried to reposition and like re- continue to create content in light of there being no red carpet events uh, that I've attended. There's been, you know, like they've all had little things where a couple people come, but obviously, I'm not there. I've tried not to let that defeat me, and I've tried to think of different ways to reposition the content and to keep content going rather than just going silent. Um, And, you know, one of the things I've been doing is just, is, like, is putting out, like, you know, top 10 lists of content from, like, the Grammys. So, like, here's all the best Grammy uh, glam bots or here's all the best Golden Globe glam bots uh, just to keep that active. And I also think that we're sort of, as a community, or, or, you know, a bit, so, I, so I was talking to someone and they were like, people are starved for, starved for celebrity content because nothing is happening. Mm. So like if I have old glam bots that like haven't been seen, I haven't edited or are awesome. Throw that them just out haven't there. Been, yeah, exactly. You just keep putting them out there. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm on board with that. So I've just been sort of, um, you know, repurposing, re-editing and like cutting some new ones too and putting those out, um, you know, slowly and steadily just to keep just to keep the vibe going.
0: Yeah, keep that momentum definitely mm-hmm. is a thing because it'll be, you know, months from now where creators haven't posted and they decide to post for the first time. And it's like, I thought you left the app. I forgot <laughs> about you. And it's like, yeah. Lord.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it can be a yeah. little rough if you go silent. There's uh, there's not enough understanding in the world and especially on social, but it it is what it is a little bit. Agreed.
0: Your site um, was having a little peekaboo with the site, uh, mentions that your psych degree helps you in your career. So got a lot of questions about that. Hope you're ready. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to creation and working with these artists, um, so much of it is like you have to understand their vibe, what they're wanting, and and I'm talking more in the directing space for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel responsible f- to a certain extent for – developing these artists aesthetic because so much of like music videos and live shows and all that like wraps up into who these people are. So how much of that is the director and how much of that is the artist being like, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not.
1: I think it varies um, with each artist. Uh, Sometimes I have a ton of Liberty and sometimes it's a very controlled thing. They have a very specific Mm -hmm. vision and I'm there to realize it and make it come to life. I've had I've had both experiences uh, where it's like I remember I I came up with these uh, I had these ideas for music videos for Pink in oh geez I don't remember what year it was a uh, m- number of years ago where we were it was all part of this like uh, funhouse carnival idea yeah and yeah. so they the the tour manager and the manager and her gave me like three one three four one line descriptions of like okay she's a circus leader she's a bearded lady she's a tall woman that falls in love with a tiny man and there's a thing on the beach or whatever and so i basically i went back and i was like okay i got these one-liners i wrote these whole ideas of like these stories for each video and i sent it off to like management and i heard nothing and i was like "Mm, do they hate them and then i like reached out again and they're like yeah no these are good but like we're gonna do them and i was like Really? Like, there's no notes? Like, just, like, just whatever random things I had in my head, uh-huh. like, you guys are just going to do? And so it was actually at that point where I realized that I, it's not so much like I had a responsibility, though, I, in hindsight, I guess I, I did. But I just sort of realized that, like, oh, I'm affecting the public perception of this artist and, like, what this person's doing and how they're represented. Like, people are looking at my work with them as an indication of, like, who they are and, like, what mm-hmm. they represent. So. I guess, I guess inherently the second part of that thought is like, oh, I do have a responsibility to represent this person right. Make sure like, their message and their messaging is like an like, uh, uh, alignment with their values as, as who they are as an artist and a creator themselves. So, right. so, yeah, I do feel that there is a responsibility there. And it is, uh, you know, I try not to feel the pressure going into a project, but, you know, like I'm making, I'm making content that is the thing that people are going to see. You're defining
0: they, pop culture. You can call a, it what a, it is.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a part of the zeitgeist that is pop culture for sure. And it mm-hmm. was like after I'd done a bunch of work in the pop culture realm, I was like, oh, like I've I've affected this world on some small scale. And like that's that's cool. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Insane. Even starting with the with the Miley videos back in the day, I was like, oh, that was like the first time that like bigger celebrities were sort of like sort of being actively engaged on YouTube. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is cool. Like, it's kind of a part of that, that, that change. For sure.
0: That history of how we've gotten to where we are now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I started to think about, you know, like all these iconic moments of Miley's like can't be tamed or Ariana's whole thing. Like so much of that. Sure. It's her and it's her talent, but that's people on her team, you know, directors of the videos and, and the people that write the songs that are just like, they're as much part of the brand as she is.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the one thing that's like really surprising uh, to people of like how much really goes into Ariana Grande or, or whoever. It's like, there it's like it's it's this machine that runs around her now she's sort of the Absolutely. center of it and and in control, but like there's so much going on I mean there's teams of marketing people, there's teams of creatives um and you can boil it down to it's just sort of yes yeah, it's her personality and her talent shining through there's just a there's just a lot of things that go in, and I don't want it's not, that isn't to say to discredit her in any way like people are doing things no. for her, but it's just like there's this the it, the only way to describe it is a machine that like all these parts are moving and like she's at the helm but like there's just a lot of other people doing stuff it takes um, a village yeah and i think that the, the, that the, that there's an example of that is sort of the red carpet i think that a lot of like when you look at the red carpet you see someone on the step and repeat taking one photo or you see someone like walking up to my booth doing a glam bot you don't and i didn't realize this either like as soon as i started going to all these events like you realize how big the red carpet is and how many outlets there are they're like there's hundreds of people asking for interviews and there's yeah. hundreds of photographers everywhere and it's super long and there's so many people and it's like an insane world that, but like you never really see it you just mm-hmm. see like that one little glam bot or that one little red or carpet the one photo picture. yeah yeah and that's why like people often comment about how sometimes talent are like short with me or like they don't seem super nice or they're preoccupied I, my response is always like You guys don't understand how crazy the red carpet world is. And, like, Mm -hmm. I take no personal offense if someone is, like, on to the next thing because they just did 20 things and they have 20 more things to do. And there's, like, it's – the environment is just insane. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, like, for someone's career, it operates in the same way. It's, like, for a pop star's career, it's, like, their world behind the scenes. It's, like, there's a lot going on. You just don't really – you never really see it, you know? Absolutely. Going back to the psych degree. (laughs) Yeah, we totally jumped ship on the psych stuff. Um,
0: How does that affect your day-to-day work? Do, do you use it every day? Do you never use it?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I think that there I, I gained two tangible skills in my uh, years at university college that I use every day. I think the first one is work ethic. Had I not mm-hmm. gone to university college and got a degree, I would have like not understood how hard it how hard i can work to like achieve something i think that if i moved to la like straight out of high school like i would have just like effed off and like done whatever like i didn't really know like high school was fine like i kind of worked a little bit but i didn't like really work yeah i didn't like really work like i was smart enough to like get okay grades with very little effort not good grades not bad grades but like kind of doing a little effort and it's fine you know but in college it's yeah, in college, it's like I had to work for it. is hard. Like finals are hard. You know what I mean? And so you have to like really buckle down. And so I really learned how to be diligent and how to work hard. So that and that I use every single day of my life. And then secondly, the whole concept of psychology is really based on the idea of like how people perceive and understand things. So it's mm-hmm. like how people are affected with their environment, how people come to understand things and concepts in their brain and me as a director and as a content creator my whole goal is to elicit some effect in you be it fun and happy with this glam bot be something sort of introspective or moody with a different type of content or video um, and so me having a better understanding of about how people feel and react to things that are that's going on in their world and how people shape the world outside of them with like their experience that's a That's a fundamental aspect of what psychology is. And now I don't use the terms and studies in a tangible way every day. That understanding really helps me think about what I'm doing and think about how to best serve my craft and art through my understanding of how people go about their daily lives and perceive the world around them.
0: Sure. And so much of it is interacting with the client.
1: So if you mm-hmm. don't know <laughs> what they're thinking
0: or how to problem solve or whatever, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? This is miserable. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the whole client dynamic becomes a whole, a whole other thing um, yeah. that, that is great and also causes a lot of angst.
0: <laughs> were there any moments ever directing that you were just like, I don't know if this is what I want to do? Like, I kind of yeah, can't the, stand it. all the time. <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like, I think it's like a myth to think that, like, what anybody does is like, like, yes, my career is going well and, like, I'm so excited and so happy a- about it, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not like this blissful journey of, like, amazingness sure. every second. It's like, it torments you many, many times.
0: Well, especially as a creative, like, it's, just, I mean, creatives, like, we're so lucky to get to do what we do, but it's also like to think that I'm happy and creative and thoughtful in this all the time is like, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, like literally this morning, I was laying on my floor going like, oh, what am I doing? I was like working on this (laughs) writing thing. And I was like trying to get some work done before doing this. And it was just like, it was just arduous for some reason. And I just like ended up Mm -hmm. laying on the floor, just like scrolling through (laughs) TikTok, actually. just Going like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Uh, So you have moments like that. But I think that, you know, it's like, uh, I think everybody goes to that. I don't think I've ever like put into question like, oh, whether I want to be a director or not. But it's like, I've always, it's like, it's so fundamental to me to create something. I mean, actually, I'm like, I, I definitely have had that question. But, you know, it's more so like, I, I lament over the direction and the things that I'm doing to end up, you know, to, that'll get me where I want to be. It's all, I, I've all, like, being creative and making things is a fundamental aspect of me. I'll do that no mm-hmm. matter what. If it's not making videos, I'll go make something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, y- y- we all go through those moments of just sort of struggling with the thing you're trying to achieve in this creative space. And uh, sometimes it happens a lot, sometimes it's not so often. It's just, it's a part of it. Sure. I- I-, I I just want to push back on the idea that, like, because you see someone being successful, that, like, they don't deal with that. Like, they deal with that all the time, too. You know what I mean? And that's hidden. a reminder for me. Yeah, it's just it's hidden. That's a reminder for me, too. Like, any other director or creative or whoever that I'm like looking at like sort of idolizing like oh you're doing great i want to get there they're struggling with the same stuff you know so mm-hmm. it's just a good thing to keep in mind
0: who are those people that inspire you or what inspires you in life
1: um it's so it's so interesting uh, i mean a, a lot of things do i think i think what i've come to realize is people deriving joy out of being creative is so inspiring to me like mm. when i see people sort of like like even with like a photographer or someone who's learning photography with their phone or whatever like learn a couple little tricks and then go out and take a photo that is like just a little bit better than what they had been doing and are stoked about it like oh like I took this awesome photo like that gets me so excited and just makes me want to go make stuff you know like yeah that's just like a thing that like really excites me for my own creativity I mean uh it's it's just sort of all over. I think that there's moments where you find the most mundane thing inspiring, and then there's moments where like something that you come become privy to some crazy story, and you're like, oh, that's inspiring me to go do stuff. I think mm-hmm. I think the goal is to is to really dissect your own life and your own experiences and figure out what stand out to you, and and try to f- find what motivates you within that. You know what I mean? Because like. Mm-hmm. We all have all these experiences that are so unique to us every single day. And there's plenty of things that are happening that can motivate you. And so I, I, I default to looking to those rather than being like, oh, I'm going to go like find inspiration out there somewhere. Like, go seek it. Like, there's plenty around us that can sure. kick us in the butts to get us going. So I try to just look there first.
0: Love that. It's, it's felt a little harder than usual to find inspiration in these times because oh, I yeah, mean, I yeah. look at the same four walls every day and a lot of that starts to affect, you know, not only like the mental health discussion, but like your self-worth a little bit. Have you struggled with, with any of that during the pandemic?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I, I, I've, I've realized that like how important it is to like just leave your apartment or house and like walk just around the touch block, some grass be, yeah that can be very <laughs> invigorating and very inspiring if i'm cooped up in here from like because there'll be days where i don't leave at all right i mean yeah. for sure and so you're just like after the third or fourth day you're just kind of like i should probably go for a walk <laughs> and, like yeah. see other people just outside um yeah. you know i find that that just doing that and switching it up really kind of invigorates me like if i find myself a little unmotivated a little struggling, like today it was, you know, like I mentioned this morning, it was like struggling a little bit. I'm kind of like, oh, I should go out and like do something, go for Mm -hmm. a bike ride or something, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it's definitely been a struggle this past year for sure. Um, It's hard to say if it was been more of a struggle or not. I I think I'm inclined to say yes, but it's also, I'm like, it's always struggling, like making stuff in in normal times. Yeah, it's just different and it's all, I think we're all facing the same struggles, which makes it feel – it's, like, good in a way. Like, we're all dealing with the same thing, but it 100%. just makes that more present in our in our minds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely – it's been a different struggle this past year. Um, but, yeah, you know, just trying to yeah. – always just trying to make it work.
0: I think that's that's some of the beauty of of social media when at times it seems so negative and so toxic and so dark that, like, in a time like now – I, the experiences and the emotions that I'm feeling, I feel so validated when I come online because everyone else, I don't know, is suffering. <laughs> so yeah, like, sure. it's not yeah, just yeah. me. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely been nice. And TikTok has definitely helped out a lot with that. As we're kind of wrapping up, um, I had some questions for you about um, Canada, question mark, because mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. Canadian. I and I've got Canadian. some trivia for you if we want to oh, do that sure. really quick. Sure. All right. So now we're going to play a game called Glambot Celebrity Trivia. Cole, are you ready? I am prepared. All right. Here we go. Which celebrity worked as an El Pollo Loco chicken mascot before getting their Hollywood break?
1: Oh, wow. I have no idea. I, I really want to know. I really want to know.
0: I'm pretty sure these are all people you've worked with. My, I, I'm my sure. research I'm like, team did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it's someone that I shot on a Glambot, <laughs> and I have no idea... I'm gonna say Lil Nas X.
0: <laughs> That's a great guess, but it's Brad Pitt. Oh, really? That's yeah. amazing. That Which is amazing. Is a chicken mascot. Love it. Which
1: artist just took home record of the year, the Grammy? Oh, this past year? Mm hmm. I didn't watch. I don't know. This is your job. <laughs> it's, it is, it is, it is. Cool. But it isn't. It is, but it isn't. Uh, sure. I, I, I've been I so in my defense, I've been on a three week job that okay. was thirteen hours, uh thirteen hours a day. Jesus. Uh, six days a week, shooting the thing. It was very intense. We were shooting on Grammy's uh weekend Grammy day, day, Sunday. I, oh, I God. And, and we were shooting again on Monday. So I didn't watch, I haven't been caught up. So unfortunately I do not know. I feel like it's in there. I feel like if you tell me, I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right.
0: You'll be but like, That makes sense. Who, do you wanna hear it? uh,
1: uh, uh Yeah, yeah, tell me. Billie Eilish. Yeah, of course. Didn't right, she win last obviously. year,
0: too? She won, like, six last year.
1: Yeah, she won a ton last year. And I it makes watched sense her documentary.
0: Bitch, it's so good. Oh, I heard
1: it's amazing. Yeah, I heard it's amazing. You m- need to watch it. It's either. so good. Yeah, I, I'm excited yeah. to watch that, yeah.
0: Her and her brother took home, like, eight or nine Grammys for, like, producing of music, All of, of it. Course. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you shot her?
1: Yeah, 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 on the bot, yeah.
0: <gasps> I have. Was it yeah. everything?
1: It was. It really was. <laughs> it was, uh... It was it was amazing. It's so funny. There's uh yeah. It was it was awesome. I actually shot her at the Oscars. I was trying to shoot at the glam- at the Grammys the year before. She the had Glammys. to run it. The Grammys. Uh, the Grammys <laughs> the year before. Uh, she had to run in, so we didn't get her at the Grammys. And then she was performing at the Oscars, and I shot her mm. there. And it was uh, it's a good one. So young. Yeah. She's
0: so 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 nice.
1: She's super sweet. Yeah. She was really really ah! cool.
0: Okay, this Grammy-slash-Oscar-winning singer-actress got her name from a Queen song.
1: Got her name from a Queen song? This Grammy... Read me the question again. They've won an Oscar and a Grammy? Grammy
0: and Oscar-winning singer and actress, one of the most famous women in the world, got her name from a Queen song.
1: I feel like I should know this. I feel like I should know all of these. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of people that have weird names, but that have shot. I don't know. I don't know. These Do you, you these it? are these are you're, you're stumping me.
0: You're literally gonna kick yourself, at Lady Gaga.
1: Uh, uh, it's like it's like obviously. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You're like like how many how many yeah it's like obviously well all right you know.
0: we're oh for three Cole Walls. Oh, yeah
1: <laughs> it's it, you know uh. Yeah, I I don't know I have no defense really other than <laughs> I think that I mean like I'm I'm busy making videos not so much consuming consuming Which all is of crazy
0: cuz this happens a lot with like some of the people that I've talked to here or just like in general where, like they are you are so deep in the trenches of Hollywood like you're you're part of that like spine of Hollywood type thing you know the people behind the camera and directing the talent and all that where this is your industry and you know a lot about it, but these simple things, it's like, I have no idea.
1: This is common, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, well, well, yeah, because I think that, like, I mean, I, obviously I consume pop culture, but, like, I don't. Sure. Like, most of the time, even when, like, when I work the shows, like, when I work the Grammys or the Oscars, I, I don't go home and watch them. You know what I mean? Right. So like cuz I I'm th- I'm there during the red carpet and then I go home and i like I've been there all weekend and I've just talked to people for 4 hours straight and I'm like super on I'm like right. so tired. I'll go out to dinner, have dinner with a friend, you know, have a glass of wine and like I don't I don't watch. And then sometimes I'll catch right. up on the news a little bit here but here and there, but I'm also just like I don't need to find out about it cuz I'm like I just was like I was I was a part of it, but I you lose the uh some of the the general knowledge of like what's happening in pop culture, because as you right. mentioned, you are kind of like inside it. Um, Absolutely, you know that's how it goes.
0: I think that's so a sacrifice
1: funny. I'm willing to make.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Next game. Now we're gonna play a game a called game. this or this or that. Okay. okay. This or that, Koalaser edition. Are there
1: any wrong answers? Am I gonna be zero for no. whatever? Okay. Great. This perfect. I love purely... this game already.
0: <laughs> you won.
1: Oh, perfect. Um, this Ooh, is amazing. purely
0: your opinions, and you have to okay. explain why. If I you're have so opinions.
1: Cheap. I have a face. All right. I can explain things. Ready? Mm-hmm.
0: Grammys or Oscars?
1: Oh, uh, well, it depends on what you're asking. For glambot specifically, Grammys, for sure. Mm-hmm. Music artists are usually way more fun, way more like boisterous, way more just vibrant and like wearing crazy outfits, doing crazy things. Yeah. Glambots, Grammys, for sure. Uh, just as, a, as an award show, oscars my my life has been in film and like wanting to make things through movies you know so like the oscars is like that means more to me because i'm a filmmaker i'm not a music artist you know sure so both different reasons
0: all right put a pin in that because i have questions about that later um sneakers or loafers
1: oh sneakers i mean i've definitely i'm getting digging some loafers as of lately but -hmm. if you look in my closet there are far more sneakers than there are loafers but a nice sure, pair of loafers. Oh, it's tough to beat
0: on that red carpet.
1: Oh, true. Shnazzy. Well, on the red carpet. Well, that. Well, that's a different question. I did wear sneakers. <laughs> I wore some off whites. Uh, 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 the Golden Globes. I think I like wore them before the show. Like Golden Globes is very strict on like your attire. Like you have to be like full black tux and like polished wow. shoes, kind of a thing. But and the shoes I had like hurt my feet, so I basically was wearing these like. Uh, Air Max Off Whites uh, <laughs> prior to like starting the red carpet. And then we just started shooting, and I was just like, nobody's telling me to change my shoes. I know I look a little silly, but I was like, I, my feet are gonna hurt if I wear those other shoes. So I'm just gonna rock these sneakers. Sure. This is great.
0: No, Don't let anybody clock you. Exactly. California girls or hot and cold?
1: Oh. Hot and cold. Right? Hot and cold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying. What a moment in time. Totally. I I think, yeah. Yeah, hot and cold for sure. No explanation needed. All right, next
0: one. Man bun or hair down?
1: Well, again, this is like uh, time spent or enjoyment of doing so. I guess it also applies to the sneakers, right? Like more sneakers or like more. I probably enjoy wearing loafers more because it's a nicer thing and I'm usually doing something more fun. Uh, Same thing with hair. Hair spent in a bun far, far more than hair down. But when the hair's down, like now, like I took my hair down to do this thing. It was definitely up earlier today and all morning. So, I mean, hair down for sure as a choice because it's better. Got it. Just more of a hassle sometimes.
0: Fully scrunched, blow dried, ready to go. Beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tim Hortons or
1: Starbucks? This is the final one. Oh, then not even a question. Not even a question. I feel like, uh, well, you said I was Canadian, right? (laughs) You really think Tim Hortons is better than Starbucks? Starbucks is, I don't want to talk crap about anybody.
0: Uh Uh-oh. All the Starbucks sponsorships are running out of the door.
1: That's right. That's fine with me. Starbucks (laughs) is great for a lot of reasons, but their coffee is not one of them. Chocolatey coffee coffee, milkshakes, Delicious. Wraps, delicious, sugary, liquid cupcake drinks. Delicious. Delicious. Yes. A coffee, not so much. Tim Hortons coffee is actually okay.
0: The blood of Canadians in it, I think, is what makes it It so delicious.
1: It does. (laughs) Tim Hortons coffee is actually pretty good. Their donuts cannot be beat, and that is a part of my culture, and no one can take that away from me.
0: And no one's trying to. No. No. Well, Cole, I've got two more questions for you and then I'll let you go. All right. Um, going back to, you know, this idea of, of directing as such a collaborative practice, do you see yourself reflected in your work for the most part? Like if, if you were a, a bystander and you were watching a music video or, or any other form of content that you might create, would you look at that and say, that has the Cole sprinkle?
1: sparkle well um yes and no like when you frame it like that it's a harder thing to say yes to you know what i mean like oh Mm -hmm. it's identifiable like oh that's cole's work i mean say for the technical aspects of a glam bot where you're like oh that's that cole guy that does that because that's just so specific but like my other work it's a harder proposition to look at all my other work and go yes that actually has cole's stamp of approval but i will say this if every single job I've done in the past was done by something else, but sorry, was done by somebody else, they would most definitely be different in certain ways. Maybe better, maybe worse, but I think that, like, I inherently put my own spin on things in a way that would be different than anybody else doing them. And so in that regard, uh, yes, I think they do, whether or not that is enough to stand out amongst all other work to be identifiable is a question that I cannot answer. Only time will tell if you look we'll back never at know. my videos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, love that. I think that's always interesting to ask artists. You know, do you feel that you're reflected in your work or is your
1: work separate from you? I No, no I mean, like, so to answer that question, like, I absolutely feel like I am reflected in my work for sure. It, it, mm. I, I don't see how I can create and not do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, your
0: voice not be part of it.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I know. And it, 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 if, I, if what I'm making is truly a creative endeavor, there's no version of it not having a, a part of me in there, you know?
0: Love that answer. Very true. Yeah. All right, Cole, before we wrap up, what is some of the best advice you have received in life? In general, could be about anything. What's the best advice that you'd love to share with us today?
1: Um, I'm trying to think.
0: It's a hard question.
1: Yeah, because there's there's not really, like, a moment where, like, someone, like, said a thing to me and, like, set me on a path. Mm -hmm. I've definitely received, I'm just trying to think of, like, all the bits and pieces of of advice I've received over the years that I I keep true to my heart, sort of. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean,
1: I definitely, I do remember a pivotal piece of advice. It was Conan O'Brien when he finished his talk show on NBC uh the late show no the tonight uh-huh. show he was the host on NBC for like a, a, a hot minute and they ended up canceling him like he took over for Jay Leno and on this last show he was super emotional and he said if you work hard and you're a nice person great things will happen to you in life and that is 100% true
0: period coco yeah i love that
1: yeah that was like you're right I'm going to keep doing that. So keep trying to be a nice person. Keep trying to work hard.
0: Treat people with kindness. That's all you can do. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, What are your handles where we can follow you on all your socials? Go ahead and give us any plugs. Everything
1: is my full name, uh, at Cole Walliser on everywhere. Um, I also started a coffee company during the pandemic, which is uh, at Cafe Colion, which is tons of fun and been super cool. I've been drinking out of one of my Cafe Colion mugs this whole time. Uh, shameless plug yeah you just told me to do it I did it Um, (laughs) that's it yeah coalister.com where you can see more long form of my directing work and come come hang out with me on social because it's tons of fun
0: love it beautiful beautiful thank you so much once again
1: thank you for having me it was a blast
0: that's it for this week's episode of For You share the love and keep the conversation going online leave us a review follow us on TikTok at at TikTok and at TikTok Creators don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. Got a little deep there for a second.